Matthew 14, verses 22 to 31. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? This is the word of the Lord. Now, as I said earlier, we're starting a new series on prayer, and it's going to be based on uh, the um, course that Justin Welby, the Archbishop, put together. So what we're going to do in our services is actually play the clip from, uh, or by Justin Welby, and then uh, whoever is speaking will just sort of top it up. I may top it up a bit more than others, but uh, it will be topped up uh, in, the, in the talk. So we're going to have uh, and listen to it. But the whole purpose of this is that in our connect groups, we can delve in a little bit more deeply. Because with the video comes a, a series of questions that in the connect groups we will uh, get to grips with. But prayer as Christians, is at the centre and is at the heart of everything that we do. It's our whole lifeblood, as it were. So it's so important that we learn about prayer and that we experience and join together in prayer. So, Brian, can we have that clip now? If we talk about prayer, most people think it's about asking things. Shopping lists, going to God and saying, will you do this and this and this and this and this? Obviously, part of prayer is asking for things. But it is so much more than that. So we're going to look a bit at what it means to pray. And one of the things I will do is, is be honest about where I find difficulties as well as where I find it easy or the kind of things I've seen happen. We ask for things in all sorts of circumstances. Sometimes a prayer fair of asking is as simple as saying, oh God, please help me now. I use that one quite a bit. On other occasions, it'll be sitting down and wrestling with a problem and bringing it in front of God. We'll look at those as well. For me, the key thing is that Jesus prayed and asked for things. And that changes everything. 
because all I'm really doing is following the example of what Jesus did. And he was confident that God heard him. And he engaged with God. He related to God in prayer. And so when he went and asked, for example, about clearly before he chose who his main disciples should be, uh, supremely in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before he died, he was wrestling with God. You see that right through the Bible. People don't just come and say, oh God, please will you do this, this and this, thank you very much, goodbye. They come and say, God, what's happening needs to be set right. And the response from God is often to say, okay, I will act, but you go and start setting it right. One of the ways in which we engage with God is by responding to God's command to us when we pray. So how do we know what to pray for? We know what to pray for because God engages with us. Our hearts are moved and stirred. The Bible shows us what matters to God and we pray for those things, justice and righteousness and people coming to know they're loved and the healing of relationships and reconciliation and hope and transformation of society and the poor being loved. All these things we know are right and we pray for them. I first uh, remember clearly asking God for something when I was very, very little, which was to ask Jesus to come to my birthday party. I can't remember anything more about that. I was about four, I think. I remember asking God to help me get through some difficult tests at school. Funny thing is, I did get through them, but I didn't pay any more attention to that. And I suppose that's often the kind of thing that people ask for. We all imagine that's, that, you know, it's sort of slightly childish and, you know, it, it's uh, not uh, growing up big, serious prayer. Well, it matters. God hears and sees all the thoughts of our hearts. So, what have been the important things about praying? For me, the most important prayer I ever prayed was to ask Jesus to be in charge of my life. And that was over 40 years ago, late one night in a room at university with a friend. That prayer, I know, was answered decisively and eternally. That prayer, when we open our hearts and say, I can't make my life work as you, God, want it to work unless you're in charge. So be in charge. And then there have been so many other prayers. There have been prayers of desperation in moments when a member of the family was dying or when I was ill or there was something going seriously wrong. There have been prayers of panic where I'd done something catastrophically stupid, not an unusual event. There have been prayers that were just felt very routine for month after month and then suddenly came alive when I saw that despite me praying in a routine way, God, who is our Father, who loves us, had heard those prayers and was reaching out and working. But one of the things about prayer is this relationship with God. And as it deepens, we grow to understand 
that nothing is ever lost with God. Nothing is not heard by God. God hears everything, sees everything, hears our prayers, and knows what is right. And sometimes that takes us, as one of the Psalms says, through the valley of the shadow of death, through great darkness. But the psalmist goes on to say, even there, your hand is with me and your right hand supports me. We look back and see that prayers have been answered even when at the time we could not see or hear or experience the answer. The hardest bit of prayer is starting. I can find a million things to do that I would not otherwise do when I know it's time to pray. I'll write that thank you letter I've been putting off. I'll uh, tidy up my desk. I'll even do my filing. I'll remember a thousand things. So how do we pray? How do we start praying? Well, there are so many different ways of going, but the thing is to start. Let me give you a few ideas. It's quite a good idea if you're going to start praying by just having a time that you set aside and don't be overambitious. There aren't that many people who pray for two hours at a time. It does happen, and if it does, praise God, but start with something you can achieve. Our minds wander, things come into our heads, we get distracted. Don't worry about that. God's not giving you a pass or fail mark. He's not saying, well, that was three out of ten in that prayer session, so none of those prayers are going to be answered, or that was nine out of ten, this is going to be a good day. It doesn't work like that. It's relationship. Start by setting aside some good time. There'll be lots of outside disturbances, as happens in any busy place. But set aside quarter of an hour, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Decide what you're going to pray for and keep to that. Use a candle or something or just sit quietly. But in a, in a place where there aren't distractions, if there's a telly, make sure it's off, a radio, put your phone away, all that sort of stuff. And talk to God about it. Don't try persuading him. Don't try manipulating. You know, if I get it right, he'll answer the prayer. It's not how it works. It's not a press button thing. Prayer's about relating to God. Have a Bible with you. That's a really good thing to do. Open at a passage you, you like or that you found. Try the 23rd Psalm. And just tell God what's on your mind. So, what are the magic secrets to prayer? Well, sadly, there aren't any. Perhaps some of you remember the Harry Potter films. And one of the scenes I remember is in the first one, where they're having to learn some spell. I think it's to do with levitating something. And they're all trying, and they're all using the magic word in a slightly different way. And with some it works, and some it just goes all over the place. That's not prayer. It's not magic spells. It's simply about starting talking to God. How do we ask? We ask as we ask, as who we are. No magic tricks, just do it. Give it a go. We learn to pray by praying. And we start 
often quite rightly because God is our loving Heavenly Father who reaches out to us with open hands we start by asking I'd really like to know in the comments below how you get on and what you found helpful so I'll look forward to hearing from you let's pray Heavenly Father, open our eyes and minds now to see you afresh, to reach out and touch the living God in a new way. Amen. Well, as we've already said, we're using those uh, clips in particular so that we can, in our connect groups, then make that connection uh, with God and with each other. Because we live in a physical World. It's a, a physical world of reality. There are physical laws which hold us in place. There is gravity. Then there are all sorts of rules that we as humans have put in place. There's all sorts of pressures from society. And this is the, the, the world that we understand. And prayer doesn't seem to fit into it. Now, I'm not sure how... I, I, we could do a poll, uh, we're not going to, about how you find prayer. Do we pray? Does each one of us here this morning pray? Probably not. And the question we're asking is, why? Because we should. We need to. It's actually an imperative Prayer is our link to God. Paul says in Ephesians, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world rulers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. And so he goes on, We should take up the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, with every prayer and petition. Pray at all times in the Spirit. And to this end, be alert with all perseverance and requests for the saints. Paul is absolutely clear that we live in a spiritual world, not just a physical world. That's just humanity. That's it. And when we can't think what to say, that's when God's Spirit within us, as soon as we become a Christian, as soon as we believe in Christ as our Saviour and Lord, we have the Spirit of God within us, living within us. And so the Spirit of God within communes with the Spirit of God, let's say, in heaven. Romans 8 says, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. That's the Spirit within, communing with the Spirit of God. We can't do without prayer, because prayer is our route to building relationship. That's what Justin Welby was talking about, wasn't he? He came back to it several times. Prayer is relationship. It's not just speaking. It's not just that list of requests. 
Of course, our prayers in church are usually that sort of example. It's a list of requests. Because that is corporate prayer. We are together gathering to plead to God, to interact and intercept and come into our world through intervention. But we've tried today, and I hope that in the weeks to come we'll try again, to have space some silence, some time to think, time to reflect, time to listen. And you can do that more, obviously, in your connect groups. But it's time to stop. And I chose that passage for two reasons. Firstly, and hopefully we didn't just overlook how it started, but it was an example of Jesus praying. It, they fed the, the five, I say they, Jesus, God had fed the 5,000 And then he sends them off in the boat to cross the lake. And Jesus goes off into the mountain alone to pray. What does that say to me? It says that Jesus needed to pray. He needed to speak to God himself. Now if Jesus needed to speak to God to get new energy, new relationship, understand what came next, how much more do I need to do the same? I remember uh, when my father was very ill in hospital. They always say uh, hearing is the last thing uh, that you lose. And um, bless him, he, he couldn't interrupt me, so I started speak, I practiced my sermons to him. I will find out one day what he thought of them. But I would pray for him. And in the same way now with my mother. When I visit her, I always pray for her. And I give a blessing over her. I don't know what she understands by that. She can't tell me. But I believe that she can hear And I believe that in some way God can interact because of the prayer of his servant, me. And we read often through the Bible that Jesus prayed. He went off to remote places to be alone. He prayed at night when he was less interrupted. He needed that strength, the guidance, a renewed relationship. And Justin Welby is asking us, to do similar things. Not necessarily to pray during the night, because if you notice, they leave in the evening and it's between sort of three and six in the morning that this occurrence in the water occurs. So, you know, this is sort of six or seven hours of prayer. Um, You know, let's start with something manageable. Perhaps it's a regular place, a regular time, maybe a regular chair that we sit in, which reminds us, I'm here to pray. When I was on uh, retreat just before Christmas, they would always start by putting a sign of the cross on their forehead. I'm now going to pray. I'm now with God. I'm doing business. And actually I found that quite helpful. Sometimes, however, we just need to listen. We don't come with an agenda. We don't come with that list of requests. We come to learn and that's the second reason why I used that passage 
because as we noticed it went on to Peter walking on the water how did you find because Peter sees Jesus coming towards him across the water bear in mind they have left in the evening and as I said this is probably a ghost coming across the water and it's Jesus what's the first thing that comes to your mind I know I'm going to get out of this boat why would you do that the waves are you know you're being buffeted this is not calm water but Peter sees Jesus coming and wants to, who is this person? Who, I mean, I want to wrestle with God at this moment. Isn't that what Peter's doing? I want to find out a bit more about you. Can you really do what I want you to do? And isn't that prayer? That when we come to, we want to do business with God. We want to wrestle with God. But of course, the water's still going up and down. The wind is still swirling about him. And then when we get distracted by the ways of the world, he begins to sink. And that, I think, is equally about prayer. We get distracted by the ways of the world. But over time, we learn how to tune in as it were, to God. And Jesus, of course, does not let him drown. Immediately, the passage said, Jesus reaches out his hand and hardly. But Jesus says, you had little faith. Wow. What we could do if we had more faith. So we need to take small steps. We need to persevere. This is not easy. This is something that we've got to challenge ourselves on and test ourselves and really go for. So let's start with five minutes a day. Ten minutes a day. Fifteen minutes a day. To see how we can connect with God. I confess that I struggle with prayer. Just like Justin Welby, there are too many things which get in the way. I come here in the morning and Jan is usually already in church praying and I'll come in and pray. But I think, yeah, but I've, I've really got to send that email. I need to make that phone call quickly because they may go out for the day and I need to catch them. So many things are trying to restrict our relationship with God. So many things are getting in the way. But when I pray, it is an utter joy. And when I pray with other people, it's even more joyful. And when we meet together to pray, uh, I have split it into sort of ten minute sections normally. And we have two or three minutes to introduce it. Ten minutes of prayer, two or three minutes, ten minutes of prayer. And then we look up and think, my word, 35, 40 minutes is gone. Where did that go? It goes in a flash. Because we are relating to God. And it's exciting. Prayer is exciting. But it's not just about that pleading and beseeching. Beseeching is such a good word, isn't it? I love that. Beseeching is to urgently seek or to implore. So when something happens, when 
uh, a bit like Justin Welby said, a, a member of the family is ill, and there are others here who've had members of the family are ill. We, we get on our knees and we implore God. And there's that urgency of beseeching God. And that's exciting. But it's also about listening. So when you had that five minutes, and it was five minutes of passage and quietness, what did you think? Were you Peter? Were you tentative? What did it feel like? What did it feel like then to suddenly notice the wind around you? Were you ashamed of how you let God down? Were you embarrassed? Were you one of the other disciples even? In the boat, looking at Peter, thinking, oh no, here we go. That's amazing. And then when he gets back in the boat, you think, yeah, I knew it wouldn't work. How did we feel? Because that's prayer. In the week, and this is the challenge, just as we did in Advent, we can continue with that ten minutes a day. So ten minutes a day, we decide what we're going to pray for, and we pray for ten minutes. It will go in a blink of an eye. And after two weeks of doing this, you'll think, ten minutes is not enough. I need fifteen. And so that may grow. But we'll start with 10 minutes. In 10 minutes we will pray. But maybe once, maybe twice a week, you'll choose a passage and you just open your hands and imagine you were there. Smell the smells, hear the sounds. Feel with all your senses what God is doing in that passage. And then what is God saying to us? That's prayer. Prayer is a conversation. We are going over to the vicarage uh, afterwards, uh, after this service, for drinks today. Uh, Coffee, tea, or something stronger. It's entirely up to you. Uh, All uh, tastes will be catered for. But when we converse without each other, I said Happy New Year. Was it a happy Christmas? Is it going to be a happy New Year? It will be for some those getting married will it be happy new year what are your feelings and you can tell me and I'll know more about you and that is relationship isn't it learning to be with each other learning more about each other walking life's journey together because God is there he's promised to hear and to listen I've, I've said twice as much as I was going to Apologies, I was going to top up uh, Justin Welby, but I've given you, as I knew I would, uh, I've given you a bit more. Shall we just bow our heads now and pray? Heavenly Father, we come before you now, just extending our arms, wanting that relationship with you. And it starts in communication. It starts as we wrestle together to learn more about each other. And so we lay ourselves before you because you have chosen us in the way that we've chosen you. And we pray that that relationship this year may grow.